Welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and, and thank you for all of the support you, you provide me and the feedback. Today we have a special guest, James Daniels, my friend, my close friend, and, and I can say that agape friend, that filial friend, this mm-hmm. is that close friend that you can depend on, and I've asked James to to put some time into his schedule to, to be a guest on Old School Thoughts. He is the pastor of Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Alabama. He is the chaplain of the National Old School Basketball League. He is a retired command sergeant major. He's a community leader. He's a giver. He's a, just a just an outstanding man. And so I'm happy to call him a friend and to consider him a very close friend. So without any further ado, so that we can get down to, you know, the brass tactics of, of this of this topic, I will ask James to say hello to you, give you a quick spurt about himself, and then we'll go right into the topic. Hey Frank, appreciate it again once again for allowing me to be a part of old school thoughts and what what a what an honor, what a privilege it is to be able to communicate and I, I want to say thank you for you and your family for the friendship for adopting me allowing me to come in to be a part of something so great a legacy that we're leaving behind so others can see how we are to do things and I, I'm just honored as a pastor as a leader uh, as an author to be able to help people along the way that, that's what we're here for so Frank I uh, thank you once again audience i appreciate you listening in and hope that something be said today to encourage you and and to take you way back and say we truly have come a mighty long ways so today what we're going to talk about we want to talk about poverty the question is you know do you actually feel poverty do you how do you define poverty and what is the psychological impact that poverty might have on a person. Now, I derived at this topic because, you know, I, I reference genealogy quite a bit, and I'm always mm-hmm. in awe to find, to see how our relatives and ancestors were able to just pack up and leave Alabama or Georgia and end up in Pennsylvania, Indiana, Chicago, and they moved there for a better life. And a lot of them achieved that when you're talking about mm-hmm. Bowley, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and all of these different places. But those that remained in Alabama and the Deep South, we dealt with the segregation, the downright, mm-hmm. you know, overt segregation, and all of the Jim Crow laws and the black laws that came with that. So as we approach this, I would like to ask you, you know, to give me some background of. The community that you grew up in was it a segregated community? What was the the lifestyle? How did you all, you know, live in that community? And did it apply to poverty or to be considered poor? Frank, this is a this is a beautiful discussion, and and as I reflect on my childhood, growing growing up in a rural South Georgia a place called Clay County, Fort Gaines, Georgia, where my dad was a sharecropper. So we lived on a farm. We lived uh, on their farm, their houses. So 
yeah, so you can say poverty, but really all of our needs was met. And and the one thing about people don't understand about poverty is it's minimum standard of living. It means you you have the minimum. You don't have everything you need to be able to, you know, function um, like everybody else. And but the one thing I said about me personally is my dad was a sharecropper, so. He, he, he knew how to farm, he knew how to grow his own crop, and, 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 and he always would help the community, Frank, to be able to also sustain. So since he grew his own crop, had his own animals, cows, uh, you know, pigs and hogs, so that was really never a need. Our deep freezer stayed full, but not everybody could say that mm-hmm. because they, they didn't have that capability uh, to be able to do that. So. But poverty is real. I seen it. I had friends was, and my friend and my dad would give uh, the families food and to make sure, you know, when they didn't have that, they also have. So, so poverty is it is considered the low income level uh, in, in a black community, and and I always say we don't say poverty, but we say poor. So the poor black community is real because in our hometown we didn't have no manufacturers the jobs had to be yet to travel for jobs and back then people didn't have cars like we have cars now so so that restriction on us was evident based on the community well you know james i I grew up you know with eight of us all together Mm -hmm. i made number eight and I remember when we lived in an apartment with two bedrooms apartment. I remember remember when we lived in a house, three bedrooms. And I I never said that I feel poor. I've never felt poverty because like your father and your parents, you know, my parents always said you focus on the inside. Don't right. worry about the outside. You worry about the inside. And my mother would always say, as long as you have food, clothes, water, and shelter, you're fine. You let right. other people worry about those, uh, those other things. So, But the psychological impact that it had on me, if as I look back on it, and growing up in a segregated community, we didn't have an affluent black, black community that was set aside from the poor or right. the low-income African-Americans. Segregation put everybody in the same community. So whether you were a mortician or a barbershop owner or a barber, you lived in the same community. So you weren't set aside. But if right. you wanted to see the large houses and if you wanted to see the affluent community, you had to drive through the white community. Right. So psychologically, looking back on it, you know, I walked away saying white people live better. They had right. it better. They weren't better right. people. They just lived better. Everything right. about them was better. And I think right. that was the psychological impact, though I never felt poverty because I received everything I've ever, I've always wanted. Clothes, like you said, not the best, but I received right. the clothes. I, received, I never went to bed hungry and those kind of things. So how do you apply that to your life as you look back on it? Frank, we too had uh, a large family. It was six of us, and I, and I'm I'm in the middle. So, I, like you, I looked at it uh, as in because I had to work, and I would always work in the white community. 
mowing their yards, raking their yards, and and you could tell their lifestyle was better mm -hmm. uh, just based on the things that they had. Mm -hmm. They would bring you sodas, they would bring you pies, they would bring you, uh, you know, those yeah. things that we we take for granted. Right. That I'm just saying, we don't, we didn't have that. Mm -hmm. You just couldn't go to the store and do different things, Frank. And, and I always say this, the small rural community, right, would experience what I call hand-me-down. So my older brother and my next older brother the next school year, Frank, I would wear their clothes, yeah. which were considered new clothes for me. That's right. Right? Right? It was hand-me-down. That's but right. But I didn't complain because nobody had ever seen me wear those clothes. So it was like it was brand new. <laughs> it was like brand new to me. That's right. But, but I had friends that couldn't do that. So I, would, I thank God for hand-me-downs, Frank. Yeah. And, 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 and I always said this when I, when I decided <laughs> to play high school basketball. I could not, my dad could not afford to buy me uh, tennis shoes to play. Right. So I had to work. Right. But my friends already had Nikes and Ponies and Pumas and Jordan's jeans. Yeah. And right. And where I always went with both Bobo's and, and, yeah. and BC uh, yeah. and Oakland. So, you know, so I never felt the, you know, I never felt it, Frank. Yeah. But I, what I did know is that all my needs, like you said, they was always met and I didn't look at other people in the way they they would live. My dad always said, worry about home. Don't mm -hmm. don't 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 focus about don't focus about anybody else. Yeah. As long as I'm taking care of home, that's the only thing. And that's the mindset we was taught with. Just worry about home. Yeah. And everything else will be all right. Yeah, and, and but you know, I wasn't laughing at you when you heard when you heard me mm -hmm. chuckling. Yeah, yeah. I was really thinking about something because I can remember and and I don't know if you remember PL Flyers and things like that, but yeah. I remember the sneakers that were called PL Flyers. And right. at the time, my brother and I, we couldn't afford the, the Converse All-Stars. My older brothers were buying the Converse All-Stars because they had a job. Right. But the PL Flyers, they were designed to look so much like the All-Stars to right. where... We would convince mom to take us down there. We would get a pair of PL Flyers, come back, and try to make them look like all-stars. And then we would take egg coloring, man, <laughs> and dip right. the shoestrings in there and dip, make one green. <laughs> make one green and make one gold. <laughs> and look, you go outside, if it starts raining, all of a sudden your, your shoes are green and gold, you know, as well. But it, it's just amazing how the definition of poor was placed on us based on income but i don't know yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't recall any of my friends ever saying i'm poor man and, and i never said it frank I, I don't either and and here when as i wouldn't laugh i was laughing with you frank yeah. because you know as a kid growing up in the country them bcs don't last mm -hmm. the, the bow clamp don't last so uh, I remember one time my dad told me, he said, boy, you, you rough on shoes. Mm -hmm. So they would buy, uh, they would buy the, uh, what they call them, the, the, the big work boots. Yeah. They, they, would, they would buy those because you were too rough on shoes. Yeah. And, 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 and Frank, what, what it was is, as I looked at my friends, you know, they were saying, man, my mom going to get powdered milk and government cheese. Right. You know, Frank, they, they didn't worry about that because right. 
that was food, uh, you know, for them to be able to survive. Wherein me, you know, I had to milk the cows. I had to do all of that stuff. So we made everything ourselves uh, to be able to sustain. And see, that's what my dad taught me. He said, you got to be able to do for yourself because the government will never do for you. And we see it right now, Frank. The government is liking and, and, and helping the communities that are considered poor communities. They forget about those communities, and those communities are left all by themselves. Should those titles be stripped away? How is, is it damaging to use those titles? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's damaging. It's just a reality to, to look and say, you know, it's real. You know, when somebody says Section 8 housing, and I mean, Frank, it, it's, it's a reality uh, that I said before that the Bible says that will always be poor amongst you. And, and, and I know that's nothing new under the sun. That's right. Uh, 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 Frank, but, but the reality is it's always going to be there. I don't know. In other words, it's been all these years that we still have not solved this problem yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one thing I say is the one thing we can do for ourselves is we can work. We can provide for our families and we can teach them. My dad always told me, Frank, the reason why I, I said I jumped from high school to the pros, meaning that I jumped from the rural area and went to the army because my dad said, son, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And see, and that was what he instilled into me that you got to make life better. I, 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 made, I brought you this far, but you got to continue to carry the baton. You got to carry the torch so your children will understand that they can too make it better for the next generation. So what are we losing and what are we gaining? Frank, what we're losing now is what I consider is the basic. We, we have forgotten the basic of, of the principles of life. In other words, work, a work ethic. We want everything giving now and, and our children have no morals in terms of a work ethic because everything they have. I, Frank, I didn't have no Nintendo games and none of that stuff, you know? And, and I tell this story, uh, I don't know if you heard me tell this story. When I first went to the Army, Frank, we didn't have no switches in our house to turn the power on and off. We had them, we had the drop-down screen. Right. And uh, this may say we're poor, but when I went to the Army, Frank, and I went there and they told me to cut the lights off, did you know I did not know how? Yeah. I was looking for the screen in yeah. the ceiling, yeah. and it wasn't no screen, Frank. Yeah. And they and they laughed at me, Frank. Yeah. They but they they failed to recognize where I came from. Yeah. But you know what that taught me, Frank? They laughed. But I said this was a learning point for me. I got to get better. I got to learn. I got to be smarter. And this is what our communities and our our, our, our men and our women got. They, we got to teach our children, and they'll forget about where we came from. Yeah. So what have we gained? Well, I, I mean, we've come, Frank, but we haven't come. We've allowed technology. Uh, it, and it goes back to my next book, Frank, and I don't want to uh, take in the elevator and tell us taking the stairs. Yeah. We've taken the elevator and we failed to understand that the stairs allowed us to grow stronger, where we want to jump over things and get all the way up here and miss all the learning that it was down here. So Frank, it, we're missing some critical teaching moments 
that we should be taking part of and we're trying to skip to go all the way to the top. Well, James, this has been a very valuable uh, short discussion on poverty and what is poor, what is the what is the impact, the psychological impact of being poor? And and I appreciate you coming on board to participate in Old School Thoughts. I will yes. give you an opportunity to make a, a very brief um, closing remarks, and, and then we'll close out. Yeah, Frank, again, I appreciate this. Uh, the, the, the term poverty, being poor, and recognizing that even though we may uh, be poor, that we may be in poverty, we still can have an impact on our children, our society. As community leaders, we still got to continue to push the envelope so others will understand. Uh, the one thing we didn't talk about is how the black community and their poor community, they trusted God and, and they had a prayer life. And and, by, and Frank, I said it before, we got to get back to the basics of of, of training, training up, and staying focused on on God, and and continue to you know make sure our children are taught better that they may too continue to carry the torch. And I agree with you. And uh, again, I would like to thank you for coming on board, and to all the thank listeners, you. I want to thank you for taking the time out to listen to old school thoughts and and listening to James. And until next time, be good.